keep repeating to yourself, it's only a movie. This is Culture Transmissions Podcast, where we talk about movies that are cool. With your hosts, Clay Buttons, Eric Salazar, Brian Trout, and Patrick Colwell. Now, let's talk. Alright, we're back. Welcome to another episode of Cult Transmissions. Tonight we're going to be talking about Masters of the Universe. Uh, mostly the movie, but also we're just going to get into it a little bit. Uh, before I get started, what's everybody's experience with Masters of the Universe? How jazzed were you about those toys when you were a kid? I mean, I was pretty pumped on them. I didn't always love the uh, what's like the stiffness. They weren't articulated much, you know? Maybe yeah. like five points, but and the fucking interchangeable heads were always rad. Like if you go to like a yard sale, you're lucky to find an actual whole character that isn't mismatched. So that's kind of neat. I guess you could do that with GI Joes too. But um, I liked the side characters, like the I forgot the name, but the lion or tiger thing, whatever it was. I thought that toy was badass, and uh, the villains were all really cool. I don't know. I mean. I don't, I don't think I would say I was, like, obsessed with them like a lot of kids, but I had several. That's about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I had some toys. Um, I was, I think I got more obsessed with the cartoon, mm-hmm. like, rather than the toys. But, I mean, they're unmistakable like no matter what and they've used the bodies have been used for so many other toys since then yeah Yeah, they're doing some wrestling edition now what's up with that what i didn't know i didn't know that yeah if you go to like walmart i mean i kids so i'm constantly in the toy section they make like modern wrestlers wwe with like the he-man bodies and it's like a mashup you can get like a He-Man wrestling ring. It's it's fucking bizarre. Huh? Yeah, no, I'll have to show uh, you when we're no, done. I didn't know. Uh, Patrick, play your He-Man toys. Uh, no, I didn't have any. Uh, wow. I didn't have any. I don't know if I ever watched the cartoon. I knew of it, but I just never watched it. But I loved this film as a kid. I'd rent it like, okay. yeah. constantly. So I don't know. Not into comics or any of that, but this was definitely, like, good enough for me to enjoy He-Man. Yeah, it kind of stands out on its own. In fact, it's very different. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the toy release back in 1982 was uh, quite a bit before our time. I'm pretty sure if we had the toys, it was they were hand-me-down editions. Uh, at least in my case, they were. I, I never really got to... Uh, like went to a store and bought them like just got hand-me-down toys on like my third or fourth birth- birthday fourth mm-hmm. day also um but yeah the uh the toy line released in 1982 at least partially as a reaction uh on mattel's part uh as a reaction to passing on the uh star wars license of toy line uh back in 76 so basically this is what happened which is about everything, right? Star Wars happened, and everybody's like, 
get me a fucking Star Wars. I need a Star Wars stat. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so basically, they're like, I don't know, fucking spaceships and fantasy. Do something. Do something cool. Please, God, get us some of that Star Wars money. Uh, so uh, Mattel's version was Masters of the Universe. Could go worse, right? I mean, it was clearly basically like, I don't know, Star Wars and Conan. Fucking throw those yeah. two things in a blender and see what comes out. And it was this. You know, you had your, your toy sets and you had your Castle Grayskull and you probably even had a Snake Mountain toy. Uh, eh, you know, what else? For having, uh, that, e- for having that reverse approach that they had, like, mm-hmm. they did pretty well. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would think. Uh, each figure, apparently, and this blew my mind, uh, had a mini comic to like expand the lore, mm-hmm. featuring a story, kind of featuring whatever... Whatever character, you know, your Beast Man action figure or your Tila action figure, what have you, Man mm-hmm. at Arms. And, yeah, you would have this comic book, a uh, little mini comic packed with a toy, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any toys packed with no goddamn comic books when I was a kid. Uh, furthermore, uh, DC Comics would also go on to publish uh, a, a brief comic book series about the uh, Masters of the Universe. And then in 1983, and this is when the, excuse me, this is when the franchise really hits kind of critical mass, uh, the TV series, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, comes out. And, uh, that show changed my fucking life when I was a kid. Once again, it was a bit before my time, uh, but whenever I was old enough to remember, I was a big, big fucking He-Man fan, uh. Yeah, I remember being really, really young. Mm-hmm. Like, some of my memories are like foggy because I was so young. Yeah, but I loved it. I do have Apparently, a question during your yeah. research, Clay. Did mm-hmm. did it say how long the show ran? It did. I didn't write it down. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> like, was it brief or was yeah, it? Yeah, no, it was no. It actually it. it had a pretty good run i think it was like something like 60 episodes i was gonna say i i want to say i remembered watching it but i'm pretty sure it had to have been reruns yeah yeah i mean it was syndicated by the time we were kids okay so uh we're old enough to remember at least yeah uh i'm pretty sure the show had run its course by the time Mm -hmm. you know i was born i'm pretty sure but anyways that's neither here nor there I just wanted to kind of give a brief uh, overview of the franchise prior to the movie. So uh, I guess let's play the trailer, and then on the other end, we're going to start chatting about Masters of the Universe. At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want the fucking down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? No! Somebody help me! 
distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the Universe, live the adventure. All right, we're back, and we're talking about Masters of the Universe, uh, which is the trailer you just listened to, so I didn't need to say that. Uh, we're just going to kind of have a loose chat about Masters of the Universe. First things first, uh, I did want to talk about the cast, because it is surprisingly pretty fucking great, actually. Uh, you've got motherfucking Frank Langella yeah. as Skeletor, and that dude apparently loved playing Skeletor. Mm-hmm. That's he, shocking. Yeah, he cranked that shit up to 11, too. Like, he hams it the fuck up, and it's great. Uh, What's crazy uh, is that is just the, the prototypical, like, shameful role that someone would have, you know, right. regretted doing when they have such success like he has. But yeah, that's pretty cool no, that he embraced not it. Not Frank Langella. Yeah, no, he, he, he goes all in on that. And he's like, yeah... Uh, my kids loved Masters of the Universe. I was really fucking stoked to be playing Skeletor. And he pretty much gave it his everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of wild. Uh, opposite Frank Langella is obviously He-Man, uh, played by Dolph Lundgren, who is pretty... Like, Dolph Lundgren's acting gets better throughout his career. Like, yeah. he gets... He gets to the point where he is serviceable. Mm-hmm. He is very bad in this movie. Mm-hmm. And here's here's a funny tidbit, right? Because they knew he was fucking bad. Like, the studio was like, uh, wow, this guy uh, sucks. But he was like, no. uh So apparently he gets in his contract uh, somehow. He gets three shots at overdubbing his lines, right? Because, like, the studio hated his fucking accent, which was apparently way thicker at the time. They're like, dude, this guy... Does, it does not sound cool, I guess. And so they they even got to the point, like, he tried twice, and both of his takes sucked, right? So, like, all right, fucking hire uh, a voice actor. But apparently Dolph, like, really focused and, like, tried hard, and they said his third pass was serviceable. So that is Dolph Lundgren's voice you hear. Hmm. But, uh, but for the grace of God, we almost had something entirely different. We almost had a, what was it? Was the uh, Schwarzenegger movie Hercules in Manhattan or mm-hmm. something? No, yeah. it was almost it's, had that situation. I wonder, like, why, like, why him? Like, if they had such trouble and doubts, like, besides his body, because he's he cheaper young. than Schwarzenegger. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I was thinking like fucking Brian Bosworth or something. He blonde mullet, you know. He could have. <laughs> he's ripped. the boss. Yeah. Fucking Tross out here fantasy booking the boss as yeah. he man. <laughs> Think about it. He would, he's a ham too. <laughs> Stone cold, man. Oh, man. I uh, Something about the boss's look just always bugged the shit out. He's like way too much. Too meathead. You know what? Dolph's a more handsome guy. Softer features. Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt that. But he was pretty bad. That's all I'm saying. For how big of a movie this could have been. Not that he's the reason, you know. No, okay, it's not so yeah, great, but you know what I mean. Uh, we'll, we'll get into why this yeah. movie kind of falls into cult status here uh, mm-hmm. later. I actually do just want to get 
our our thoughts and overview on the movie before we get into that uh because it's it's something uh <laughs> we also have a uh young courtney cox uh as julie the uh earthbound uh hero here and we have uh james tolkien as detective lubick uh those are the only four i wrote down but the, the rest of the cast Fucking meg foster bro meg meg foster yeah she's she evil actually in. pretty awesome in it uh yeah and she's also pretty good my billy bad. barton <laughs> is that the, the grildor yeah, grildor, yeah, yeah 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 he's a uh, grildor yep yeah so also does a pretty good job once again yeah the cast and this is apparently um something i wrote down this is apparently something they had done like on purpose right they're like okay dolph lundgren looks like a million bucks but he sounds like shit and he's a terrible actor at this point once again i should i want to point out we're not talking shit on dolph lundgren that guy got good uh he's not good in masters of the universe however so they knew they had to have a rock solid cast behind him and for the most part they actually achieved that he's like the rest of the uh the cast does a really good job even like you know a young courtney cox and you know the other character kevin they're both very fine actors in this movie uh so (laughs) yeah so from there i guess we could just talk about the movie proper the one thing i kind of stood out to me is like it's a good movie oh shit no before that I do want to shout out to, uh, what's his name? Bill Conti, the, uh, the, uh, did the sound, did the score. He, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's basically a big, uh, John Williams knockoff. Yeah. That main theme is rock fucking solid and <laughs> yeah, it gets dude, stuck good. in your head. I remember I thought it was John yeah. Williams. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, dude, I remember this. Like, I was like, I thought this was something way bigger. <laughs> like, it's like. You almost hear it as like an iconic song, you know? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, just worth mentioning before we just, uh, you know, talked about the ups and downs of the movie. The one thing I kind of wanted to talk about was how weird it was. And it's kind of disappointing. The movie's awesome. But it is kind of disappointing, right? Like, Masters of the Universe has a pretty cool setting, right? You're set in Eternia, this, you know, other world kind of sci-fi fan it's a star war it's a goddamn star wars okay mm-hmm. it's a star wars right. ripoff some magic star wars and conan the barbarian you've got a good idea of the world of masters of the universe uh the movie opens with an awesome fucking matte painting of castle grayskull and castle grayskull looks rad mm-hmm. it looks yep. awesome uh i have a soft spot for matte paintings in general uh just as like backgrounds and what have you but like that one's really cool and it's a really cool, unique take on Castle Grayskull. They don't just go with, like, here's what the toy looks like. Uh, they really put a lot of detail and effort into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, you know, the setting of Eternia, which seems pretty cool. It's this fantasy world. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time there. In fact, the only time we spend there, apart from just bland, you know, boring outdoor shots, are in Castle Grayskull's... Uh, throne room that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i made a note i was like uh castle grayskull like the throne room looks really awesome yeah it's a like really cool end, set it really cool so okay uh this is as good a time as any to get into this apparently that throne room uh was actually a two-story set 
like there's a second part of that set that they just never shot because like they had plans for like a climactic action sequence that I guess wasn't going to work for one reason or another and they were just like oh really so we're just really going to use half this massive fucking set we built uh cool uh so yeah that's interesting uh but what I wanted to say was the movie does that thing that movies did in the 80s, right? Which is kind of like, we're going to have this fish out of water story instead. So early on, the, the the plot device, the cosmic key is introduced as this, you know, kind of a thing everybody needs, I guess. And the sorceress is captured and uh, basically... Skeletor wins in like the first five minutes. It's like he's fucking won before the movie even starts. Really, Skeletor's already won, uh, and he has this cosmic key, which uh, the uh, the heroes, uh, along with Gwildor, the creator of the cosmic key and holder of a prototype, uh, fuck on off to Earth, you know, to escape a battle or what have you. So He Man doesn't die, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyways. Uh, that's uh that's how we get to planet earth modern day by modern day i mean 1987 planet earth and uh that's where most of the movie takes place uh and it's pretty bland i mean the not the movie itself it still manages to be fun and interesting just based off the sheer strength of its characters and the, the craziness of the concept but like if you're in this for some cool backgrounds and an interesting world Tough shit. Mm-hmm. Here's what you get. <laughs> like, why have an action movie set in an interesting universe when instead you can have an action movie with action sequences shot in cool locations such as a fucking pawn shop, mm-hmm. a back alley, a high school gymnasium, and that's like a downtown of a random fucking suburb. That's it. That's where most of the action is. And it is kind of drab you don't really realize it until like you've watched the movie already right like you're done watching the movie like well that was that's a pretty good movie uh boy they sure did a lot of fighting in some really boring locations though didn't they Mm -hmm. huh (laughs) so anyways yeah i just wanted to get that out there uh do we have any thoughts on the fact that the movie takes place with he-man on planet earth uh and not even cool planet earth they didn't go to like new york they went to like suburban california or some shit yeah i had notes written about how a lot of the neighborhood shots look like haddonfield like some straight up like halloween yeah neighborhoods like in fall and there's a scene where is it i don't, I don't remember his name the boyfriend um kevin it's with the cop and the, they're going to check on her and uh they pull up and i'm just like holy shit that's loomis <laughs> And they're pulling up to the fucking Myers house. That's just what it looked like in the scene. I was like, this is mm. weird. Because he kind of reminded me of Loomis. With a Bill Burr accent. <laughs> <laughs> he was basically playing the same character from Back to the Future. Yeah. As a principal. He, as a cop. He's a, he's a ham. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, towards the end of the movie. When he, like when he's like, oh, okay, I will help you guys fight and stuff. Like that's that's yeah. when he's like really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of a badass, actually. He's uh-huh. stubborn, like, man. He's like stubborn to a fault. He's, uh... But I was going to say, I remember uh, watching this as a kid, like 
so we were little kids. I didn't see it in theaters yeah. or anything. So, right. um, I remember th- thinking, like, even as a little kid, like, being kind of disappointed that um, they changed the de- design of, uh, you know, the sci- little scientist guy or whatever. Oh, uh, Orko's not in the movie. Yeah, he's not well, even in well, it. Well, oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, basically, the movie basically just goes with the, I think there's, Man I think at arms. Lynn, Man-at-Arms, Tila, He-Man, Skeletor, Beast-Man, and I want to say Evil Lynn was in the cartoons Evil as well. Evil Lynn, yeah. And that was it. That was the... I know. Like, they dropped mo- the rest of the cast. There was no uh, no okay. lion, none of that shit, no Orko. Uh, and they I got to say, Gwildor was a downgrade from Orko. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but having said that, Gwildor was pretty fun. They did make Yeah, it. I just remember being disappointed in that. Yeah. And, like, some of the... They did miss out on some of the cool villains, too. Like, mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Rope, uh, what's Lockjaw or whatever? Yeah, yeah Lockjaw was cool. They also had the uh, the Cyclops guy whose face changed or what have you. With the Those horn, are... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I will admit though that lizard dude is pretty fucking badass, dude. Okay, I actually wrote that in my notes. Like, yo, Sarod's pretty fucking cool, and, and man. Why the fuck uh, is he the one that dies and is just fucking out of the movie? You These know why? I, fucking... I can tell you. I can tell you exactly why. Skeletor's he's jealous. Yeah. Skeletor's jealous Sarod's so fucking cool. Yeah. That's probably like but, my um, favorite part of the film is just all the henchmen. I, yeah, I, like yeah, I think they're definitely. cool. Beastman was kind of... Okay, Beastman scared me when I was a kid. Uh, also, Karg kind of spooked me when I was a kid. Uh, both those yeah, characters a, were... He's a fucking cat with a glam metal wig on. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, he, I was like... I always thought, like, why does he look so familiar? Like, he is basically a cat. <laughs> I mean, he's he's kind of creepy looking. The makeup's weird. I I probably was scared of him too. But hey, you guys that. ever watch the um, like um, what are, the Land of the Lost TV series in from the nineties? No, I remember it, I but remember. I never watched it. There's an old one, but he kind of looks like a character from that. Like one of the weird, you know, they would encounter weird characters. I mean, but, another thing. Like, I, I got the vibe that he was kind of a coward. Did you guys? Like, hiding behind Card? everyone else, saying Are he was outnumbered when he wasn't. Like, Oh, and then, yeah. And I'm sitting here like, if you're scared, get a fucking badass weapon. You have a fucking Ninja Turtle sigh. What are you going to do to he, He-Man he's, with that? He's got, he's got a knife and he's got a hook hand. Also, yeah, he can't hold a sword because he's only got one hand. Yeah, but he has that little fucking... Yeah. It's like a sigh. I'm just like, come on, man. Cut. Like... You're not gonna Karg do looks cool. He's pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> Beastman is also uh, pretty spooky. And uh, the scene where he uh, chases... Well, oh, also we got Blade. Uh, shout out to Blade. Who's That's just the, the uh, Polish just a... hammer. Marcin Gortat. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to unsee that Marcin Gortat. Uh, uh, that is all now. I saw when I watched him on screen. <laughs> thank, thank you, Troth. Uh, he's shorter. Uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, what can you say about Blade? He's got swords and an eye patch, and that's an eye patch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole character. I don't know. Give him some swords and an eye patch and call it a fucking day. What do we look like? Made of money? We could just fucking make all these creatures? Bald guy with an eye patch is fine. Uh, it's yeah, pretty put... boring. Also, for a guy who's so badass at swords, 
He gets his ass whooped by He-Man in a sword fight pretty easy. Which, I mean, He-Man's supposed to be a fucking stud, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> the, uh, the rogues gallery is pretty, uh, 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 pretty kind of, eh. But, uh, I mean, it, apart from, obviously, you've got He-Man, Sawrod, all that. They're, like I said, they're, they're actually pretty cool now that I think about it. They're, it's just, I was disappointed when I was a kid. You're like, oh yeah, cool, where's, uh, where's Cycloptor, or what have you. We should mention how cool the guards are. Oh yeah, the Stormtrooper. Yeah, TIE fighter looking motherfuckers. I like them. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they look pretty cool. Uh, also their ships are pretty, pretty neat. They're kind of, uh, land riding ships, at least... That part looked kind of consistent with, like, the fact that they live on mostly a desert planet. Like, you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they just kind of glide over this. That makes sense. So that's pretty cool. It's almost like they saw Tatooine and got inspired. Huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> like I said, the, this whole franchise starts as a uh, reaction to Star Wars. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. Like, I wanted to just kind of chat about the movie. I didn't really want to do a recap. Uh, so if we have anything we really want to get off our chest about about the movie, whether we loved it or hated it, or what we loved and hated, now's, uh, now's the time to do it. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I do want to say Gwildor gets barbecue sauce on his beard, and it fucking triggers me now as a man with a beard. It is disgusting. Didn't, bo- <laughs> didn't bother me when I was a kid. But man, watching watching that now, yeah, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the chicken looked good, but well, they had buckets of ribs. Yeah, that's what it was. Ribs. They had had (laughs) both. I'm sure. They had chicken chicken and ribs. Yeah. But I was like, that needs to come back. (laughs) That's pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) Wet ribs. (laughs) I was like, has this always been a thing that I just? Yeah, it looks. It's just. He grabs one bucket and it's got ribs and chicken in it. Oh. It's just, like, yeah. dude, give me that fucking fast food place. Yeah, let me uh, let me chow on some ribs and some, just fucking toss it all in one dumb bucket. I'll just stuff my fat face. That's probably what it's called, dumb bucket. Just stuff my I believe, fat face. Is what I believe it's called uh, Robbie's and uh, apparently uh, they did very little to dress up. You know, they added the sign or what have you. Um. Otherwise, they did very little to, like, really dress it up. And, uh, after that, they, uh, after the movie, rather, uh, shortly afterwards, uh, I believe that was the location of the Rodney King beatings, according to, uh, X-Ray on Amazon Prime, anyways. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, shout out to Police Brutality. Kill the yeah, buzz I, on a fun movie. I do this movie. all the time. I'm so sorry. I do this all the time. I talk a lot of shit about No, I meant Amazon, not you. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, <clears> fuck <throat> you, Amazon. Just kidding. Thanks for the... Thanks for Prime. All that free shipping on all my porn. Yeah. Just kidding. I, I will point out, like, what did you guys think of the, like, romance part of the movie? Like, I... Oh, you I, mean, uh, Kevin and, uh... uh Julie? Yeah, and then her weird side story with her parents that's fucking 
so weird. Oh, like well, the whole well, dynamic. Well, <laughs> the the well, it's pretty important to the very end of the movie. Well, yeah, but I always forget all about. Uh, no, nah, it's whatever. Like, okay, so the thing about the, like the romance angle, it almost seemed like they just wanted teenagers to watch the movie, so they mm-hmm. they kind of shoehorned that whole thing in. Uh, but I mean, it's whatever, man. You know, uh, what else do you want me to say? It's it's boring. It's pretty bland and boring. I just Kevin seems like a nice guy though. Kevin's I a feel, doofus. I wrote down. I wrote down that He Man is just gone from the movie for like big stretches of time for like mm-hmm. his movie and i i think you answered i was gonna ask you know what their motivation was and i think it's probably because of his acting and the dialogue issues they had but man like he would when he did fight it wasn't that exciting like the the sword choreography was pretty bad like it was cool that he pulled out guns and lasers and shit but like you watch him in almost anything after this, and he's amazing. He's a fucking action megastar, you know? Yeah. And I don't feel like they did any of that with him. I, I wrote down at an hour and 15 minutes, mm. He-Man actually beats ass in, like, a long fight at the end on the rooftop. Like, Yeah. That's, like, besides that little battle at the beginning for two minutes, like, I don't know. I just felt yeah, like there's... they could have took out a lot of that shit that didn't matter and put in he-man kicking ass it would have been way better okay so my understanding and i i I didn't see this in any of my research so i i could very well be wrong it was just my read of whenever i was watching the movie and like i just you know like being a cynical dickhead now who like has to like at least try to figure out how the sausage is made even if i'm not like looking it up i'm just analyzing it in my head i always kind of figured that the reason there's not a lot of He-Man in the He-Man movie is because Dolph Lundgren, you know, like they, they were really trying to kind of cover up the fact that he has the, to, to put it, charitably limited acting skill. Uh, but yeah, it's still, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, you don't notice it when you're a kid because when you're a kid, you just live from cool moment to cool moment in the movie. And there's enough, right? There's enough man at arms and Tila and, Mm-hmm. Cosmic Key and Skeletor is Skeletor is in the movie a lot. Skeletor basically is kind of the main character of the film uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I don't know. There's enough for me when I was a kid to, to, but yeah, I I do totally understand where you're coming from on this one. Uh, more He-Man in the He-Man movie next time, whenever that happens. Well, it's just disappointing because I love Dolph Lundgren. Like I yeah, thought, I I like so much of his later stuff. And mm-hmm. so you, I, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't watched this in at least 10 or 15 years. So I was I, expecting more of him, I guess. <clears throat> I have it on, uh, I have it on DVD, a very fancy, one of those cardboard packs, you know what I mean? With the, uh, the clip instead of the, uh, like the shitty, the shitty DVD case. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've got one of those. It's pretty rare. Damn, that's like 90s shit right there. Yep. But no, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. More Dolph Lundgren, more Dolph Lundgren Hollywood. Period. But at the same time, in this movie, it's probably not a good idea. So it was, it was pretty. I'm not going to blame yeah, them. It is pretty bad. All should, right, should have been boss. 
No, I, well, here's the thing. I, have you watched Stone Cold recently? Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty much joking, but I think okay. he would fit the physical appearance better. But sure, it's I don't. Just a think, joke. I don't think I don't think peak Brian Bosworth is as good as bad Dolph Lundgren. Probably and not. Once again, uh, to reiterate, I just want to keep reiterating because we love Dolph Lundgren on this goddamn podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually consult with anybody else when I said that, so I'm glad that went over smooth. Uh, Dolph is so the cop, this... right? <laughs> yeah, that ripped up cop. Man. He's hey man, he's he's the uh, he's the cop in uh, Dark Angel, also known as I Come in Peace. How funny would it have been though to switch like deep fake those two in the movie and watch? Oh the man, movie? dialogue would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing that little, little bald old dude greased up and ripped <laughs> hey, shout out to detective lubick though the character because he's really fun uh he basically he goes throughout the movie kind of as a foil but he doesn't realize he's a foil he's just trying to be a good cop right yeah. but he's just constantly ruining shit yeah he's kind of <laughs> annoying but he's supposed to be yeah no he's, he's supposed to be and he's great there's the part where <laughs> the part where like uh they're you know, in an actual battle with uh, the forces of uh, Snake Mountain, uh, Skeletor's forces, and mm-hmm. he like says something absurd. He's like, ah, "I was in Korea, and I've never seen anything like this." I don't know why it cracked me up though. <laughs> like, I, I think just the way they shoot the scene. He's like, his eyes are darting. He's like, "What's what's going on?" And actually, I think there that's the uh, the pawn shop fight sequences, which is where in my notes I wrote the bit about oh. I'm glad we uh, got out of Eternia so we could have cool action sequences and fun locations such as Pawn Shop. And you did get to dude. see some sweet old vintage music gear, though. That scene was yeah. painful when they start blowing up all the synthesizers yeah. and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Yeah. I'm like, this is the worst scene I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> There's fucking yeah. synthesizers it's getting burned. 5150s everywhere. Yeah, is a was there fifty one fifties? Well, it, it, no, okay. half the shit in there was like Eddie Van Halen shit or like yeah, Van Halen artwork on the amp and the drums. So I'm just fair enough asp- assuming. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah, uh, the, this this whole movie actually was based around synthesizers. If you think about oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bad it's a bad movie to be a Casio though because those get those get wrecked just on the reg. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, as a product of the time. Uh, yeah, the uh, Pat or sorry, Eric is right. Patrick's probably also right whenever he has thoughts. Thanks. I'm just trying to be encouraging. I'm just yeah. no. Uh, Eric's right though. Uh, the movie is basically about a synthesizer because the the cosmic key. Basically, which is the, uh, I'm forgetting the, the, uh, the term, uh, it's the, uh, it's the thing, it's the thing everybody wants. It's yeah. the key uh, to the universe, the entire the cosmic yeah, key, existence. that's the name. Yeah, no, no, I know, I was trying to think of the literary term you use. A MacGuffin. It's the mm. MacGuffin of the movie. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh. The cosmic key is basically a fucking. It's a sharp, pointy synthesizer, basically, and it plays songs. And in fact, in the climax of the movie, uh, 
Skeletor conquers the the heroes and he absconds with not absconds that's not a good word for that <laughs> he abducts he-man and uh takes him back to uh, eternia stranding our heroes in on planet earth uh in the 80s so ronald reagan's president nobody wants that <laughs> i'm just kidding that's a bad joke edit that out don't edit it out keep it in <laughs> I want him to know. <laughs> I want him to know what I think about Reagan. <laughs> Before that part, though, we do need to talk about the uh, the effects. Um, well, first, to your point about the cosmic key, that that is some like it's awesome. Like the the yeah. design, and like that's the most impressive part of the movie. To be honest, like that's probably half their budget. Like whoever designed <laughs> and built that thing's pretty. Pretty oh, awesome. uh, I can I can find out. Give me one second, because I, I I wrote this down in the notes too. Uh, William Stout basically starts off as a concept artist, uh, mm-hmm. but about halfway through just designing concept art or whatever, the actual uh, <laughs> the actual uh, head of uh, uh, production design just quit. I guess just mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do this. This movie sucks. Uh, he quit, and there's like, congratulations, uh, William, you're now the head of production design. And he's like, what? But he does actually manage to, I wrote this down because it blew my mind, uh, hires motherfucking Mobius, who is a renowned European comic artist and designer, uh, to do uh, some production design or some uh, concept art. Hmm. Uh, I also find out, found out after that uh, that that's actually not as uncommon as you might think as far as Mobius working on movies. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, I, not to get off track, but you mentioned it, so shout yeah. out. Yeah, well, the scene I really was going to bring up was the... I, He-Man is trying to snatch the key. They get the key from uh, Courtney Cox tricking her uh, with the, oh, yeah. the mom mm-hmm. trick. That's pretty fucking ruthless. But, uh, yeah. It's pretty, pretty good. I do remember that really bothering me as a kid. Um, in the way that like flight of the navigator bothers you when the kid shows up and it's not his parents. I don't know. Yeah. That shit's scary when you're young, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The, the effects of He-Man when he's flying on that like hovercraft thing. Oh, that awesome ass uh, yeah. fucking flying. I, I swear to God, I didn't pause it. I wish I did. Maybe we can go back and look. It looks like a He-Man action figure standing on it, like stationary. <laughs> I'm no, not kidding. Bad, yeah. I think it might be as like a joke. <laughs> I've seen it like three times. It's real fast and it's very blurry, but like it's it's not a human moving around. Like it's it's just a fucking fixed object. We we got to, you know, get verification on this afterward. <laughs> but it was it was I was laughing out loud by myself watching it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there's a few kind of, uh, effects gaffes. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, there's that whole action sequence, right? He-Man gets abducted. And this is all just to talk about synthesizers, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I know where we're going. It Uh, it is pretty cool when, um, sorry, when Skeletor comes out of the gate. Yeah, that's awesome. And he comes into the street on that fucking parade float thing. 
don't know what the fuck yeah. it is. It has turrets on cool. it, like with guards. I'm like, man, that yeah. thing's badass. Yeah, those like, things those things never shoot anything, but they look really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I, no, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking how, like, badass Skeletor is because... Uh, also, like, he's got a badass, uh, badass music, theme music, too. Yeah. Every time he shows up on screen. It's basically, like, Darth Vader-level shit. Well, what, what I'm saying is, speaking of, like, vehicles and shit, the Pope has fucking six-inch bulletproof glass. The Skeletor mm. just comes out like, fuck y'all, I'm sitting on my throne, don't give a shit. Like, you know, like... Bring yeah, it. His nails. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Most of them have, like, glass, you know, covering to keep them. Doesn't He-Man, like, get onto his float or whatever? <laughs> yeah, he has, to, he has to get on the Yeah, he has to get on the I like how he's they're, they're, the float. They're ta- <laughs> it does look his... like a float now that you think about it. It is. Yeah. It just floats. No wheels. Like Santa Claus at the end of the parade. A fucking Skeletor Skeletor parade, man. (laughs) It is total uh, total Skeletor parade. Uh, Yeah, so anyways, right? He-Man's gone. Our heroes are stranded. Oh, no. Uh, Kevin, the guy from a band uh, who Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Courtney Cox's uh, Julie is... About to, she's not dumping him, right? She's just moving away from him. So they're about to not be dating at the end of this long and crazy night. Uh, <laughs> the, apparently, he's like, he talks about the tones. So they get like a wrecked, uh, Gwildor's key is wrecked or what have you. And so, like, oh, we can't get back. And they're like, oh, yes, we can. I just need a few of these things. Uh, Man at Arms and Tila have two of the three things he needs. And the last one is a master song or a song master or some shit. No, he He's was like, called the song master. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he uh, he needs the tones. Yeah. Apparently, the way the key finds where it's at is from tones. Tones. I kept tones. Like, I kept uh, <laughs> cracking up about like like if you play guitar or something like you know there's always like that that one guy who's just like about that perfect tone. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I kept thinking of every time he said tones. I need the tones. <laughs> you and every shitty guitar player. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Kevin uh, has a <laughs> part. Seems kind of funny. Like is he's like he's like oh, okay yeah I'll just get uh, some keyboards from the pawn shop we just blew up. Uh, he goes and grabs a keyboard because he's. Starts humming the tune that plays because they don't know how to get back to eternity. They're like, oh, what do you need? I need the tones. It plays the tones. Oh, is it this song you hear every time you push the red button? And he's like, yeah. And he starts to like hum the tune, which is that dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And everybody from Eternia looks at Kevin like he's a goddamn X Man or some shit. They're like, you must have wizard powers. He's what? a master, dude, of his own he, world. Well, yeah, he's a dingus. turns out. The, <laughs> when they said that to him, I was like, "This dude's a fucking doofus." What are you talking about? <laughs> well, he even admits he's like, "Dude, I'm not a songmaster. I'm just some guy from a shitty high school band." I, know. Uh, I was like, it was it was "Okay, just... man, don't no. be so hard on yourself. We can't do it, and we're awesome." Uh, so, anyways, uh, Kevin places Kevin places Casio, and it gets him back to uh, Castle Grayskull for the the climactic battle. And the one, the one Grayskull, the one uh, Eternia location, which is the throne room. It, it did bother me, though, when he grabbed that keyboard. Um, 
because that place was fucking on fire. Yeah. And just, what's yes. funny is the goofy store owner, the cop leaves to go chase them or do whatever he's going to do. And he's like, stay right here. And he's like, oh, I'm going to. I'm like, you're going to go in there while it's burning? Like, <laughs> you don't want to be anywhere but there right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was just weird. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, close this bad boy out. We have the climax, right? Uh, Skeletor, who's been trying to get... Basically, he's been trying to get this key and He-Man before Moonlight, Moonrise, and Eternia. Uh, because that's whenever he's going to drain all Sorceress's powers. Sorceress is in the movie, by the way. <laughs> and uh, become Super Skeletor. And that happens. He actually does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. And he turns into Gold Skeletor. At which point, the heroes show up to disrupt... There's a big fight, a battle. Uh, Detective Lubick is also with them, and uh, we get the uh, the showdown, which is actually a, a much less cool showdown than what they had planned. Once again, for one reason or another, they didn't use half the set, which is where the climactic battle was going to take place. So apparently, the production just had to come up with a new fight. So like, I don't know, they just kind of winged it, and you can kind of tell, right? It's just. Sword Super, I almost called He Man Superman. <laughs> uh, he Man and Skeletor have their little fight, and uh, yeah. So what happens is they uh, they basically whack staffs and swords for a little bit, and then uh, that's it. That's really uh, He Man gets the better of him, and he breaks uh, Skeletor's staff, turning Skeletor into. Uh, regular Skeletor, which is still awesome. Mm-hmm. And then then we have... Uh, oh, okay, so the last scene... Uh, or the last bit I wanted to talk about is, you know the uh, the old meme, right? The, somebody call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah. Meme, you know what I mean? Like uh, Skeletor straight up pulls that shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> He-Man's like, it's over. And Skeletor's like, yes, yes, it's over. It's over for you. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> charges at him with a sword. There's like another couple of sword fight moments, and then he gets uh, thrown off the bridge in classic Star Wars. Yeah, in uh, in Emperor style. Yeah, it's basically the exact same scene. I mean, he's basically the Emperor. He shocks yeah. him with his hands and everything. You're a loser, Skeletor. So the last thing I I wanted to talk about because it's so out of left field, right? Is uh. At the end of the movie, everything's restored to its natural order, right? He-Man is a glistening god. Now he's wearing gold accents with his cape and his underwear and his boots. Uh, everybody's happy. They're about to send Kevin and Julie on their way. Uh, Detective Lubick decides he's just going to kick it in Eternia because uh, I guess he met a lady. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe it's still a pretty regressive society in Eternia, so they're just like, hey, we bequeath you this this maid wench, mm-hmm. which is totally makes sense because uh, Eternia is real backwards. Just kidding. Uh, what would Shira say? Anyways, uh, they're about to send them off. Uh, and Gwildor mentions some off the like off the like. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, did you want to go somewhere like in the past or future? Because the cosmic key can apparently fucking do that now. 
Uh, and they're like, no, no. And even Julie's like, no, we should get home. Like, the first thing, if I were Julie and I had that kind of a traumatic event, I'd be like, oh, wait, yeah, send me back before that traumatic event happened. <laughs> but instead, they, uh, uh, they're like, oh, no, we should get home. And then Courtney Cox uh, realizes, like, oh, shit, actually, wait, send us back to before my mom and dad died. But mm-hmm. she can't get that out because they're whisked away. But she wakes up in her own bed. And it's, oh my gosh, it's the morning before her parents got in a plane crash. <laughs> so uh, everything turned out okay. Uh, and she, she tells her parents not to get on a plane, and she steals her keys. Kevin yeah. runs to her, the and they kiss. fucking pissed. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty miffed, as he should be. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the movie. The movie ends, ends on them like saving literally the past. Uh I feel like if you had that kind of power and you only applied it for something as, you know, like selfish as, well, I, I want my dead parents to not be dead anymore, as opposed to like, I don't know, going back and stopping a Hitler or something, kind of a jerk, but whatever, I'll let it pass. That's the end of the whole movie. <laughs> and once again, I, I just went out, I actually think it's a pretty good movie, despite the fact that I spent a good deal of time making fun of it. It's fun. Yeah. What we think. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Four stars. I, I thought, or like, I haven't watched it in a while. It hasn't been that long, but um, I, for some reason, was thinking it was going to be cheesier than it was. Does that make sense? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was <laughs> going into it this time. I guess looking at it through a different lens, but yeah, it's got its moments and stuff but it was a pretty well-made movie yeah <laughs> actually yeah it's so it's a well done it's a well done film uh for the most part uh drew goddard was kind of uh brought on uh did i mention how drew goddard came came about i did not holy shit <laughs> okay so this is fun uh this is fun. Uh, Drew Goddard, basically Gary Goddard. I'm sorry, Drew Goddard is a football player. I think. No, I I thought that was a director. Drew Goddard. Okay, well, this is Gary Goddard. I could. Be uh, basically, he got poached from by uh, an executive producer. Went to a stage play at Universal Studios uh, called uh, Conan: A Sword and Sorcery Spectacular. It was directed by Gary Goddard, and basically at that point, like, hey, you want to direct our He-Man movie? You seem to have a pretty solid grasp of the genre and that's how we got the that's how we got the job very competently done gary i don't know what else he did i don't know what he did prior besides the universal studios play i basically saw that bit and i was like that's what's gonna be on the notes about gary goddard but yeah anyway sorry eric you were saying it's fun movie yeah it was pretty fun I, i enjoyed it a lot right on right on and Patrick, you said you uh, loved the movie prior to. Yeah, uh, I think I watched it like a couple of years ago, but I don't know. I, there's, I don't know if it's nostalgia or. I mean, it's got a charm to it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I, I think knowing that it's a, a live action He Man movie, you already know that it's going to be cheesy as hell. But, I mean, listen, here's the deal about Kevin. Kevin's a dummy, dude. 
Like, stop playing in bands. Stop playing high schools. Dye your hair black and start a new wave band, dude. You can play the synth. Yeah, that's what that's you're what wasting you, your yeah, time. Oh, I think just, that Japanese synthesizer was tempting him. Well, I, yeah. I thought you were just gonna stop it at stop, stop being in a band, stop making music. Well, <laughs> Which, until he uh, loses the skinny necktie, uh, yeah, he should think as, about as it. The, <laughs> I mean, as the old cynical guy from a band, uh, all of us being, uh, that actually seems like an accurate take. Stop it! Just nothing good will come of this. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? I mean, I was kind of happy when they put that collar on him. Yeah, Dolph is Dolph. It's fine. He's there to be looked at, not heard. I mean, you know mm-hmm. what you're you're getting with him. Um, yeah. I'd rate it higher, movie, but there's the no uh, Battle Cat in it, so that kind of sucked. No. Um, but Courtney Cox is a doll, then and now, mm-hmm. so that saved mm-hmm. the movie. So I give it two gray boners. <laughs> Castle Grey Boner, I yeah. like it. Taylor, could you put your finger here for a second? Uh, <laughs> like I said, this this movie was uh, a prominent feature in my house in my childhood, uh, and it it hasn't lost much of its luster. I mean, you go back now and you watch it, you're like, really, we could have could have been an attorney this whole time, like the cartoons, but instead they almost it seemed kind of like a budget cutting, like. We're not going to build all these fucking sets. Well, fucking... I feel like they're rushed, too. Like, we talk about, like, the fight scenes being mm-hmm. kind of a lackluster. Mm-hmm. It's like... They were bad. I don't know. It's like one take. One take But they were, like, swinging, Dolph. like, like one-fourth <laughs> effort. Like, it wasn't even remotely realistic. Yeah, very, like very, like, low speed. Yeah. They're yeah. warm-up uh, fights. I... Yeah. Even the stuff that, like, you could do easily, like, right? Like... Tila pops up and shoots a couple of like stormtroopers, we'll just call them. But she's like holding the gun in like the lamest way possible, and it just takes any like oomph out of that particular moment. And she like she shoots a couple guys and then she ducks down <laughs> woman at arms. I just I remember watching the fights, arms, like sorry. probably by the third or fourth one. I was just like Daughter. this isn't gonna get any better. I was like, this is fucking canon. Like Ninja nope. Three had better fights than this. A fucking Yeah breaking two actress fought oh, yeah. like i was just like what the fuck uh we're about to get into that because let's take a break and when we come back we're all gonna wrap the episode up with uh some talks about canon films out of my way beast it's the sorceress you boob ah, petros he's someone i could almost respect stop him you fools just as I suspected. Hollow, you metal-munching moron. Why do I surround myself with fools? Even the robots are smarter than you. They should call you Wimplash. Come, you fools. Too late, fools. Pass you all, fool. You blundering fool. You're all fools if you think you can stop me. Dogs, half-wits, bunglers. Brainless idiots, you couldn't even beat a motley group of gnomes. <laughs> the fool traded it to me for Eternian silver. I'd like to see the real Skeletor all wrapped up like that. Perhaps someday you will, but not today. Of course, you worthless hunk of fur. And we're back 
And uh, I did kind of want to get into the uh, the ballad of canon films here because it's uh, kind of a tragic tale. <laughs> uh, so canon films, uh, I I think this is probably only the second or third canon movie we've covered, uh, but they're kind of a powerhouse as far as like weird genre stuff is concerned uh, from the eighties, particularly. Uh, <laughs> Canon Films was purchased by cousins Menahem Golan and Yoram Globus in 1979. Um, the 80s is where basically the studio made its kind of uh, impact, right? We had, uh, they're kind of riding high, focusing mainly on action films like Death Wish with Charles Bronson and uh, Chuck Norris vehicles like Delta Force. Mm-hmm. But like Trot just mentioned also, there's the Ninja Trilogy, the American Ninja films, Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo, which uh, put a pin in that because that is literally how uh, the fucking racist Boogaloo boys got started by just calling stuff part two the Electric Boogaloo. So bummer there. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a pretty fun movie. Uh, Highlander, Superman 4, etc., etc. Uh, Superman 4 and this film and films like over the top and i believe uh uh fuck what was it life force was also another one that was a uh, canon films like basically they they got super ambitious uh, and that ambition kind of led to the studio's inevitable downfall along with like the movies all underperforming in box office so cinemas would basically just decide to only carry their films for like a week and then just punt. That's what um, happened you know. with a lot of those '80s um, labels. Like uh, Vestron had the same thing. They gambled mm-hmm. on the wrong movies and it it bankrupted them. It sucks, you know, to have so many yeah. good films and like a pretty good track record for a while, or at least enjoyable. I don't think they were going for masterpieces, but they were good at what they did. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of depressing. I mean, over the top. I loved that movie as a kid. Obviously, it's, it's actually a, I wasn't going to it's see a fun it theaters, movie. but you know, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, man, that's when uh, that's uh, Sylvester Stallone. He flips a switch when he turns his hat backwards, yep. and he drives a truck, and he arm wrestles dudes, and his sons with him. It's Doesn't a his son fun have a fucking movie. robot? Like a personal Does robot? A robot? Isn't that that movie? I thought that was Rocky. like Rocky Six. Yeah, yeah. It is. Ah, well, I'm mixing them up. Yeah, I probably watched them at the same time. We haven't even. Holy shit! Have we done a Sylvester Stallone movie yet? No. We gotta do Cobra, man. We gotta fix that shit. Cobra. That's another. Demolition uh, that's another Man. Canon film. Uh, Demolition Man is. No, no, no. I'm film. just. No, I know. Voting, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Anyways, uh, about the only other thing to say about canon films, uh, you know, is during this period of kind of glut and uh, uh, a little bit too much ambition, they do uh, <laughs> they do purchase the rights from Marvel to do uh, Spider-Man movie, and canon is all about making that Spider-Man movie happen. It is not working out for them. And that brings us to the next ballad. We've got the uh, Ballad of Albert Pune. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. Legend has it, Pune basically pitched the idea of shooting Masters of the Universe 2, which was a thing that was going to happen. 
and Spider-Man simultaneously, right? They would shoot, I believe I was, I heard they were going to shoot, like, two weeks of Spider-Man, then six weeks of Masters of the Universe 2, and then another, like, six or seven weeks of uh, Spider-Man. Boom, 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 done. Uh, Albert Pune basically makes this pitch. I, he'd done nothing besides, I believe the, what was it called? The Sword and the Sorceress or something like that. Uh, and I kind of, part of me hopes that, or at least thinks that this movie was pitched like totally like 80s style with him just like kicking down their, like the producer's fucking doors and just like tossing down a fucking mound of cocaine. Just, <laughs> all right, guys, I got a fucking idea. Like, all right, shoot, as they nosedive into this fucking mountain of coke, and then he pitches them, like, I'm going to shoot both these dumb fucking movies at the same time. And they're all coked out of their minds. Just like, we fucking love it! Yes! Because that's the only way that shit makes any sense, right? Like, is that, like, any normal, like, smart, you know, uh, producer is probably like, no thanks. That sounds like a terrible idea. Also, what movies have you done? Almost nothing? Get out of here. I have zero uh, but, doubt in my mind. Everyone connected to Canon Films in the eighties was coked out. Yeah, man. Uh, if you see if you see pictures of uh, Golan and uh, Globus, uh, they're in like straight like white <laughs> white suits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like should look like somebody out of uh, out of Miami Vice. Glasses. So there's yeah, one hundred percent chance those dudes were basically swimming in cocaine. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. Maybe they're just both straight edge. Who knows? Nah, they, uh, I'm pretty sure these were part of, part coke of, filled or coke fueled movies. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so somehow or another, the Spider-Man license reverts back to uh, uh, Marvel and all of this, and the uh, Mattel, after getting basically burned by Canon, in the filming of this movie. Where Canon basically ran out of budget money, like the the, the budget was going to be split fifty fifty, right? Mattel was going to front fifty percent. Mattel was going to front fifty percent. The movie runs out of budget, like about halfway through, and like apparently Canon's like, we need more money to finish your movie, and Mattel's like, excuse me, we yeah, we gave you money, gave you like eight million dollars, like yeah, we ran out. Well, isn't that your problem? No, we need more money, or you're not going to get a fucking movie. So. From that point on, Mattel had to fit the rest of the bill. Uh, I'm some, I believe that's part of what soured them on like doing another movie. So Mattel was like, fuck you, we're not making another movie. Uh, long story short, Albert Pune basically kind of gets left with his dick in his hand. Uh, he was shooting two movies, and now he's shooting zero movies. But he's got all this stuff, all these sets, all this production work that he had already done for both films. And basically as a result of that, we get the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Cyborg, which is terrible. Uh, just, I don't know, interesting uh, interesting tidbit uh, about Masters of the Universe. Hmm. Definitely did not Anyways, at... <laughs> yeah, uh, Cyborg was, was at one point supposed to be Masters of the Universe Part 2. Uh, apparently it was actually called Masters of the Universe Part 2, Cy- or Masters of the Universe 2 Cyborg. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that entailed. But anyways, uh, before we wrap it up, I did want to give some post-movie franchise developments. There was the New Adventures of He-Man and from 90 to 91. Eh. Masters of the Universe reboot on Toonami from 2002 and 2004. Uh, I remember thinking that show was pretty decent. And you've got the uh, 
from Masters of the Movie, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Masters of the Universe movie reboot basically uh, is pitched every year, right? It's, it is, has been and is currently in development hell, and it has been since like 2007. Otherwise, about the only thing we've got going for us is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power on Netflix, the Netflix reboot of the She-Ra franchise by DreamWorks uh, from 2018 to 2020. Uh, actually a fantastic show. Uh, if you got kids, you should watch it. If you don't have kids like me, you should still watch it. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the only other thing I have to add is Kevin Smith, of all people, uh, announced in the year 2019 that he was working on a Netflix Masters of the Universe yeah. uh, series. It's animated, right? I have no idea. I think I heard it was. I, but... I believe so. Well, you left out one important piece of uh, art from He-Man. Okay. The uh, world-famous YouTube video of uh, He-Man singing Born on Blondes. Oh yeah, yeah the uh, the hey uh, yeah. First off, it's a uh, that's a uh, Prince uh, Prince whatever hmm? Prince. It's not He Man. It's it doesn't matter. Prince Adam. Uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, it's He Man. The 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 hey uh, what's going on <laughs> song. Yeah. yeah. We should probably play that at some point in this episode. Uh, Eric, uh, that'd actually be fine. Eric at one point uh, pointed out to me that uh, uh, the lyrics to uh, the opening for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and that song actually go well together. (laughs) In West Philadelphia, I was born and raised. (laughs) It fits perfect. You can go all the way. You you can do the whole whole goddamn song. Yeah. There you go, kids. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, anyways, that's it for me. Uh, did anybody watch anything cool? We're done now, so this is a point where we kind of meander out as we talk about the stuff we watched. I'm not going to go too deep into them because I want you guys to watch them, but Psycho Goreman, definitely worth the wait. Um, very fun, outrageous movie. And then Uncle Peckerhead, uh, from last year. Uh, like Language. a labor of love indie film made for under a hundred thousand dollars but you would not know it um it's a very interesting story i listened to the director talk about how they made it but super fun funny movie and it 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 does capture like punk band touring life like pretty realistically even better than like green room did to me even though it's a comedy green green room's uh punk uh credentials are kind of yeah uh, i'm saying most most movies don't get that stuff very right but but the guitar neither does green room by the the guitar player in the band in this movie actually wrote the music for the movie and is in a touring band so i mean they had pretty good inside knowledge but very fun movie um i think you guys would crack up but still love green room i'm not dogging it i love jeremy saulnier but i'm just saying that yeah, that he, was one I hoped would, oh, and it just still felt forced, you know. Mm. But that's that's pretty much it. Um, I don't want to spoil those though. Easy. Um. Yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot. I tried to watch like Prime recently dumped tons of like '90s family movies or kid movies on oh. there. 
And I tried to watch uh, one I I told you about earlier, but it's like Double O Kid with Corey Haim. Oh, I I saw that on there. Awful. (laughs) It is awful. I watched probably 30 minutes of it. Maybe 30. Probably not even that. 20 minutes. How, 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 How old is he in it? He's old. Like, like <laughs> I think it's from like ninety two or something. Really? I See, thought I he like... was gonna be a, a younger kid, like because yeah. it's like video kid plays video games. Yeah, sounds know, great. Works with the CIA or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. And uh, he's like older. He's probably like seventeen, mm-hmm. and like he's not a kid, mm-hmm. and it's just it's not good. It's not good at all. There's also but that I do movie. Wanna, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Now, there's a movie called Arcade that I'm also kind of worried to watch because it looks very bad and cheesy from like yeah. 93 or 94. But I love Corey Haim's old movies like, you know, like yeah, me too. License to Drive and shit like that. Yeah, me too. I just did want to shout out when I was a little kid, um, my mom uh, painted a He-Man mural on my wall. Like an entire, the entire wall was this giant, like, He-Man world or whatever. Damn. And I remember thinking it was, like, the coolest scene in the world. Like, I, was, I thought, this looks just like the cartoon. Whatever. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I was really into He-Man when I was, I was tiny, though. I was little. But that's going to shout out my mom for being cool. <laughs> and He-Man for being cool. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> um... I don't think I watched anything new. I went back and watched The Dark Knight and then The Dark Knight Rises just because Batman's cool. Um, yeah, that's been about it. Just been doing stuff outside. Trying to, anyway. But Yeah, we got lost on a hike and ended up hiking for like two hours the other day. <laughs> nice. that, that happened to me. I went. I took uh, Kristen and our dog at the time uh, to Turkey Mountain and accidentally took the longest trail instead of the shortest. About two and a half hours. She was not happy and she will not go back it's with me. It's easy to do there, sadly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I thought I read it right, but I did not read the sign correctly. Yeah. And I heard about it for a long time. Yeah. Still do. Well. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. yeah. I think, the, I think that's uh, it. Uh, I think, yeah, I uh, think Clay's uh, having issues. I think Clay had to take a shit. I think that's what it says, isn't it? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. internet shit the bed. Sorry, internet. <laughs> I think Clay shit the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah wait. But yeah, I was stoked to watch this movie again. I'd kind of been wanting to watch it. Yeah, good it. choice. Um, I don't think I'll ever complain. Fun. To see canon no. start up at the beginning of the movie. I mean, it's... <sighs> I Thinking back now, watching it as a kid, obviously I didn't pay attention to Dolph's dialogue or a lot of the dialogue. You know, that's not why I are watching it as a kid, but it watching it again, like the first second he's on the screen, I was just like, oh, this is... This might be a little harder to do tonight. Oh, it wasn't great. I I'm not gonna lie. I split it into two parts. Like I I watched half, wrote my notes, saved my place, and then I was like, okay, let's keep going. Because like, 
other franchises it's different like like mortal kombat and shit like that is still kind of cool and, and somewhat relevant you know yeah. so it's not pure nostalgia you're still like yeah. okay like this thing is still kind of cool i'm still kind of familiar with that even though the movie's not great it feels i don't know feels different yeah. when you watch something you just have zero interest in at this point in your life and that's that's not relevant in pop culture it just almost only can affect you through nostalgia yeah but i don't know i i, I need to watch like dark angel to get this taste out of my mouth though with Dolph act his acting because you want to root for him and he he makes it impossible i'm gonna go but uh I'm, yeah I'm gonna go i don't friends. like i said it's it's not a terrible movie. It, it's fun. It'd be good to watch in a group, I think. It's fun. Skeletor is awesome. Dude, like, he yeah. looks awesome. He still looks cool. Like, still. Yeah. Like, I think it's... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... It, just, like, the white around his eyes and stuff. I thought he looked cool as a kid, and I still think he looks cool. That's the best part of the he film. Cool. I think he looks cooler now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it more, I think. Yeah. But that super, like it was like the super shredder version of him was yeah. weird as fuck. I don't remember that at all. Super Saiyan Skeletor. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I, I, it made me want to watch other bad like franchise, like like Street Fighter. Like I'm, I just, <laughs> I think we're gonna hit all those at some point. We should watch. Um, gonna keep this shit another going. canon film that's kind of like this called The Barbarians with this two buff twins or whatever oh i know what you're talking <laughs> about oh, i've never seen god it, those guys it looks are hilarious fucking terrible i saw now is this is barbarians they're actually barbarians in old times i think so but is that because there is a movie where they're like modern like an action movie i'll, I'll mm-hmm. find the title i saw it when i was young and i remember it and i saw it on tv or something like cops or something maybe youtube it's yeah, it's fucking bad. Yeah, those yeah, two. I think they're like two twins. Oh, oh, they are so fucking bad. But that's the shit cult legends are made of, man. Look at fucking <laughs> Samurai Cop. Like that. That. I don't know. I, I. I'm gonna make you guys watch that at some point too. Anyway, I got. Uh, got nothing else. Yeah. You guys are done. I think this is it. Clay's internet caught corona so he's off he's done yeah. but yeah social media all the normal stuff we say do it yep, mm-hmm. yep. all right Find us anywhere. later bye bye